0: What a program it's going to be. And with the coronavirus uh, growing as fast as it is, maybe one of the last programs. So we're, <laughs> we're happy to be here and, uh, and glad to have you here as well. Let me tell you about uh, the Spotlight Sponsor. It is American Financing. If you're looking to buy a house, if you're looking to refi, you're looking to um, uh, consolidate all of your debts into one and get out of debt, American financing are the people that can help you. Uh, I have had so many friends helped by American financing. So many of our listeners, uh, I have used American financing uh, before. They are, they're tremendous. They really are tremendous and they work for you. Um, I'm shocked at how many times they'll say, you know what? I think you can get a better loan if you do this and this and this with those people. And you're like, how do you guys stay in business? They really do work for you. It's AmericanFinancing.net. Before you do anything, even if you're in the middle of financing with a mortgage now, call them. Ten minutes may save you a ton of money. Do the financially responsible thing. Call American Financing at 800-906-2440 or AmericanFinancing.net. All right. Huge show for you today. Huge. Huge. Big as the big show? (laughs) Nina.
1: enlightenment. This is the Glenbeck Program.
0: Hello, America. Welcome. Today, man, I, we've got a jam-packed show for you today. Uh, it is, I mean, we've got probably 25, 30 minutes of entertainment all jam-packed into a three-hour show, so you don't want to miss a second of it. We're going to talk about what's happening in China. Something's not right. It's bothering me. Something's not right there. Also, The incredible show that happened uh, in uh, the impeachment hearing yesterday. It was so agonizing. Stop it! Oh, yes, uh, Democratic Senator from the great state of Massachusetts, I just have a question uh, uh, for Adam Schiff and his team. Do you think that it is possible that uh, we should vote for impeachment because Donald Trump uh, maybe the Antichrist, and then Schiff looks all surprised. You know, I'm. You know, I'm glad you brought that up. Yes, yes, I think you should vote for impeachment if you're worried about Donald Trump being the Antichrist, and that's what we've been saying the whole time. Oh my God, shut up!
1: This is the Glenn Beck program.
0: We're gonna start with something on Brexit that is awesome. Okay, first, let me tell you about uh, Relief Factor. Uh, I don't know if you've noticed, but I feel better uh, because mainly because a lot of the fat, man, I just I'm, I'm like soft and a little doughy like the Pillsbury Doughboy. Uh, but I actually I feel better because I'm not in pain anymore because I'm taking relief factor. And I want you to try this. If you are somebody who is living with day to day pain, please just try this. If it doesn't work, this you know, you're out twenty dollars, but you'll know in the first three weeks If you take it breakfast, lunch, and dinner, it's all natural. It's a, um, it's an, it it reduces inflammation and inflammation is where most of our pain. And really, honestly, most of the problems with our body comes from inflammation. I don't know how this stuff works, but it works and it worked big time for me. It still does every day. I feel better. I feel like I have my life back. So I want you to go to relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. Order a three-week quick start. If it doesn't work in three weeks, it's probably not going to work for you. But 70% of the people who take it for that three-week quick trial, it works for them, and they continue to take it every day just like I do. It's relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. 800-500-8384. 800-500-8384. Relieffactor.com. All right. I can't. I can't wait. I saw this this morning, and I'm like, I love, love the British. Uh, They have become more American than us. Uh, they They have just done to the EU what we did, except they did it without a war. And they did it with all kinds of pressure and all kinds of doomsday stuff. Well, Brexit happens tomorrow at, I think, 11 p.m., Uh, and Nigel Farage, who has been fighting this battle since the day he got into the EU, gave one of the best speeches I've ever heard. I want to play the whole speech, and you gotta make it to the end because it's, I mean, you couldn't write it. You couldn't write it. What the EU does at the very end is incredible it makes the point and this is the shot heard around the world i want you to listen to this speech
2: so this is it the final chapter the end of the road a 47 year political experiment that the british frankly have never been very happy with my mother and father signed up to a common market not to a political union not to flags anthems, presidents, and now you even want your own army. For me, it's been 27 years of campaigning and over 20 years here in this parliament. I'm not particularly happy with the agreement we're being asked to vote on tonight, but Boris has been remarkably bold in the last few months and Ms. von der Leyen, he's made it clear, he's promised us, There will be no level playing field. And on that basis, I wish him every success in the next round of negotiations. I really do. But the most significant point is this. What happens at 11 p.m. this Friday, the 31st of January 2020, marks the point of no return. Once we've left, We are never coming back, and the rest, frankly, is detail. We're going, we will be gone. And that should be the summit of my own political ambitions. I walked in here, as I've said before, you all thought it was terribly funny. Uh, You stopped laughing in 2016. But my view has changed of Europe since since I joined. In 2005, I saw the Constitution... have been drafted by Giscard and others. I saw it rejected by the French in a referendum. I saw it rejected by the Dutch in a referendum and I saw you in these institutions ignore them, bring it back as the Lisbon Treaty and boast you could ram it through without there being referendums. Well, the Irish did have a vote and did say no and were forced to vote again. You're very good at making people vote again but what we've proved is the British are too big to bully, thank goodness. So I I became an outright opponent of the entire European project. I want Brexit to start a debate across the rest of Europe. What do we want from Europe? If we want trade, friendship, cooperation, reciprocity, we don't need a European Commission. We don't need a European Court. We don't need these institutions and all of this power and I can promise you both in UKIP and indeed in the Brexit party we love Europe we just hate the European Union it's as simple as that so I'm hoping I'm hoping this begins the end of this project it's a bad wow. project it isn't just undemocratic it's anti-democratic and it puts in that front row it gives people power without accountability. People who cannot be held to account by the electorate and that is an unacceptable structure. Indeed, there is an historic battle going on now across the West in Europe, America and elsewhere. It is globalism against populism and you may loathe populism but I tell you a funny thing, it's becoming very popular (laughs) and it has great benefits. No more financial contributions. No more European Court of Justice. No more common fisheries policy. No more being talked down to. No more being bullied. No more Guy Verhofstadt. I mean, mean, what's not to like? I know you're going to miss us. I know you want to ban our national flags. But we're going to wave you goodbye. And we'll look forward in the future to working with you as sovereign...
0: They cut his mic. Now listen.
3: If you
4: disobey the rules, you get cut off. Could we please remove the flags?
3: Mr Farage,
2: could we remove the flags, please? That's it. It's all over.
3: Finished. It's gone. Could I please ask for quiet?
5: I'm really, please sit down, resume your seats, put your flags away, you're leaving, and take them with you if you are leaving now.
0: Is that not crazy? Uh.
5: Can I just say, if I may say, just in a slight reference, the word hate was used. In the last um contribution. And I really think, given what we listened to prior to this, that we should not hate anyone or any nation or any people.
3: Oh, isn't that great? Except the
0: loathing in your voice. And he said, you know, he he hates the European Union, the body, the government. Yeah. He didn't hate the countries. He's standing up for the countries. And for him to say, we're sovereign again, and we wave you goodbye with the flags, and for that union to then say, their response is, remove the flags. We're shutting you down. You don't have a voice until you remove that flag. Oh, my gosh. They made every point for him. The
4: microcosm
0: of the entire uh, arrangement.
4: Yeah, and it's a
0: microcosm. Everything he said, that's. That is the American founding. That is the American revolution breaking away from the corrupt mothership. They did it without a shot, but I'm telling you that speech is the shot that will be heard all around the world. That speech will be the shot that will be heard all over Europe, and people will be emboldened to leave. It is... I saw this great political cartoon uh, this morning that had um, the EU, that woman standing behind a podium, and she was on a like a wood plank over a cliff, and she had the EU podium and the EU flag behind her, and she was standing there lecturing, and you saw all the EU members on the opposite end of the plank, but they were on the cliff. They were on the ground. She was the one teetering on the cliff, and it showed Britain walking off that board, and and onto ground. It, what it what it was saying was, you start losing, and that thing just teeters off the cliff. And they're st- they're going to start seeing members doing this, and it's going to be a power grab. I mean, look at what they've said was going to happen if the EU uh, is lost in Great Britain. Do you, see, do you hear any panic in the markets at all about this? No. Nothing.
4: Nothing. No. I mean, we'll see, obviously. But, I mean, this is they were all promising it. They said it was going to be cataclysmic immediately. And this is what happens with a lot of these big issues. They become these big political back and forth where everything is going to be the end of the world. And then the thing comes and it happens. And it's not the end of the world. But the people who warned you last time never pay the price for that. They never they never lose credibility. You know, every global warming deadline that we pass without the thing that they said was going never to happen, they never lose credibility. The next time they predict doom, it's
0: always just as credible and just as urgent as last time. Uh, let know. me let me give you this. It's not just global warming. Look at how like Elizabeth Warren, Joe Biden, all of these people that told us they were going to fix health care with Obamacare. This mm. was the fix. And we told you at the time, this will make things worse. It will make things worse. And that's what they want, because they will have one president in between, and then they will all start campaigning, saying, this healthcare system has got to go. It's the worst. We've got to fix it. They said they fixed it last time. They had all the power to fix it. They said they fixed it now they're saying it's the worst ever and they have to fix it again why don't these people ever lose credibility what when do people wake up and say wait a minute you're the people who said fix it by doing this we did this and now what you're saying this is the worst health care system ever and now we have to fix it again yeah, it used to take a long time now we're the next president the
4: next term these things were happening. They were all saying it was un- wonderful and had to be protected at any cost, and now they're all saying it's terrible, talking about Obamacare. One term later, now they need a whole new plan. And b- half the country's like, yes, they should get another
0: chance at that because they only destroyed it last time. That's insane. It is insane. It's insane. And that's what people are waking up to now. They're seeing that we don't need you. Just like, just like Brexit and the European Union, England will become stronger England will show it can stand on its own two feet, and that's what the American people need to do again. They need to show the federal government, every state, every community, every household, we can stand on our own. We're not, I don't care what you say about the flag. I don't care what you say about men can have babies. No, that's not why our forefathers. Founded this country. That's not the Constitution that we signed up for. No is the answer. That's inspiring. I think. Congratulations, Great Britain, putting the great back into their name. All right, one eight hundred flowers. Uh, I, I I want to talk to you about Valentine's Day, and I just want you to remember because. Valentine's Day always bothers me. It really does. It always bothers me because it's like a made-up holiday. It's just Anyway, I want to remind you the first time you saw her smile. And it was the smile that made you fall in love with her. I mean, there might have been other things too, but (laughs) really falling in love with her, it was the smile. Make her smile again this Valentine's Day. Go to 1-800-Flowers.com. In a few clicks, you're going to find the beautiful bouquet that is perfect for her. And for a limited time, you can get a dozen multicolored roses for $19.99. Or you can upgrade to 24 multicolored roses for only $10 more. Roses from 1-800-Flowers are picked at their peak. They're shipped overnight. They ensure freshness. So just pick the delivery date. They'll handle the rest. Flowers are going to become more expensive the closer we get to Valentine's Day. This is your first week to, re- to be reminded do it now they're not going to get cheaper rose prices right now at 1-800-Flowers nineteen ninety nine for a dozen multicolored roses or you can upgrade to two dozen for only ten dollars more that's 1-800-Flowers.com click on the radio icon enter the promo code beck order today save at 1-800-Flowers.com promo code beck 10 seconds station id Uh, I'm kind of excited Tulsi Gabbard I think is joining us on Monday uh, mm. on Monday show while I'm in Washington uh, and I'm I'm anxious to talk to her about a couple of things you know that she has eight percent look this up okay yeah. new um, in uh, in New Hampshire I think mm-hmm. she's running around eight percent. In at least one poll, yeah, she had is, a couple of polls up there that are really uh, good, New Hampshire, yeah. And she's not allowed on the debate stage. They're not going to let her debate. The Democratic Party are just like, no, no, eight percent, no, that's not enough. Yeah, and, yeah, they have all sorts of rules. Although the last one, she had
4: a chance to make, and she said, "No, I'm not going. Like, I'm not going to show up, even if I do make it." Yeah, so. That's an, I mean, obviously, like, the party hates her. Hates her. This goes hates back her. to 2016, where she became a big proponent of Bernie mm-hmm. instead of Hillary, which Hate you're not Hillary. supposed to do. Yeah. So now Hillary hates, of course, Bernie and Tulsi. Right. Um, you know, Tulsi has been talked about as potentially a cabinet-level person, a couple of these administrations as well. But uh, she's not not loved by the party at the moment. She keeps going on, you know. She keeps talking to people like you. That's not going to help her. That doesn't help anybody yeah, no. get liked. <laughs> no. Talking to you doesn't help anyone get liked. Wait a minute. You, Wait a minute.
0: <laughs> so uh, hopefully she'll be on because I want to talk to her about that, uh, and I also want to talk to her. You know, Clinton has now refused uh, to be served twice in the lawsuit. She's having the Secret Service do her dirty work, but they, the servers will come to serve her with a summons for, you know, for, uh, this lawsuit litigation. And every time the Secret Service steps in the way and they're like, I'm sorry, I can't accept this. And she's, uh, not available right now. Uh, really? Really? It's, uh, wow that's uh
4: feel like the role of the secret service right no it really doesn't um you know and i are bet we... they
0: hate doing it for
4: her oh i'm sure i'm sure they hate probably
0: hate do. doing anything for
4: her <laughs> i think so i think so i mean can you imagine having to deal with that every day you know she is so uh privileged you know so so sure she should have more than she has including the white house right i mean she's obviously convinced it was stolen from her twice so can you imagine
0: how entitled a person like that is? So can I switch the subject still on the Democratic Party and the, and the next president? Um, but uh, I, you know, I, mm, I can't make up my mind on Joe Biden. Does he want the job or not want the job? It's hard to tell. Right? Because yesterday we were talking about this and he had come out and said, and, and do we happen to have the audio? I know we played it yesterday on the News and Why It Matters, but do we have the audio of him uh, where he's like, look, I'm old? I'm old. Uh, we had this video yesterday, and he's talking to you know constituents in uh, Iowa. And it's one thing to make a joke about, hey, you know, I gotta get the right vice president because I'm old, but then he people laugh, and he's like, no, 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 I'm serious. When you hear this, you're like, I think he's really trying to say something here. You <laughs> know, I don't know what it is, but I think he's trying to say something. Listen to this. Listen to this audio.
6: I can think of at least eight women, at least four or five people
0: of color. No white that people. I think are totally qualified to be vice president of the United States. But for me, it has to be demonstrated that whoever I pick, is
6: two things. One is capable of needing to be a president. Because I'm an old
7: guy. Okay? You're laughing. No, no, I'm no, serious. Look, no, no. Thank God, I'm in great
6: health. I work
5: out. No, I'm serious. I don't no, 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 work no, don't out laugh.
4: every morning. I'm in good shape.
5: I'm kind of going I mean,
4: I, I, he just keeps trying to convince them uh, no, not no. to laugh at his funny moment.
0: <laughs> it gets to the point to where you're like, he's just serious. Get, look, <laughs> no, it's serious. In fact, I got to show you this CAT scan I just had. <laughs> okay, I mean, uh, let me hold it up to the light here. If you look. That shadow, very disturbing, very disturbing. We don't know what it is right now. No, 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 don't laugh. No, don't laugh. It could be a tumor. It could be cancer, could be tuberculosis. We don't know. So I really, no, 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 don't laugh. I need a vice president that could replace me at the drop of a hat. It's like, what are you doing, man? What are you doing? Well, yesterday, he apparently really wanted the job. Because he said he's thinking about making Michelle Obama his vice president and appointing Barack Obama to the Supreme Court. Uh, So today you want the job, Joe? Is that that what's happening? Uh, You're putting together some literal dream team that you think everybody will race to you under? I mean, which is it? Tuberculosis or tuberculosis for the constitution
1: you're listening to glenn beck
0: what is the cost of integrity when you make a thing with a machine in no time but you choose to do it by hand instead even though doing it by hand means 200 really slow steps is that stupidity or is that integrity well i think it means integrity And you feel that integrity every time you step into a pair of Takovas boots. Whether you're out repairing the fence on the range or standing in your high-rise apartment looking over the vast city, your valley, when you're wearing a pair of Takovas boots, you're filled with the spirit of the cowboy, the spirit of integrity, and that frontier that stretches out before you, whether it's Central Park or the Mountain West. I want you to go to Tacovas today. When you make a $150 purchase and you enter the promo code BECK at checkout, you're going to get a free hand-stitched calfskin card case. It's a $45 value. Uh, you can carry your cards and your cash in it. It's really just perfect. Tacovas doesn't discount their par- products because they sell them directly to you, which allows them to make the best boot ever at half the price of the nearest competitor. It ends January 31st. Go to tukovas, Tecovas, dot com slash BECK, com and go to blaze tv.com use the promo code glenn get 10 bucks off all
4: the latest on the impeachment and iowa and everything else on tv tonight Hmm
0: yellow yellow how are you welcome to the glenn beck program glad you're here uh we're going to talk about the coronavirus we have peter Schweitzer coming up in just a second we uh we have a an expert guest on uh the coronavirus coming up also there is new news about carter page he is uh lodging a lawsuit i think this one is against the democratic party is that right uh, and, uh, he is going, he's going after all of them. Carter Page, he is the guy that they, they lied about to be able to go into FISA court and start to spy on Donald Trump. He has filed his, uh, first of many lawsuits, uh, today in court. I happen to have him at 8 p.m. tonight. Uh, you just is for Blaze TV subscribers only. You'll be able to hear it. If you're not a Blaze subscriber, uh, you'll be able to hear that on Saturday. It is uh, another uh, interview, the podcast uh, that you want to hear with Carter Page tonight. We talk about it. I'll play some clips for you, but we talk about his litigation and what they did uh, to him tonight. At 8 p.m. only for Blaze subscribers. So subscribe now. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn and save 10% right now. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Also, uh, we have to remind you that the Nancy Pelosi sucks (laughs) pen.com is uh, they're flying off of the shelves. I mean, literally, we did this as a joke. I mean, Stu came up with this idea and he was like, you know maybe we should just maybe we should have them available in case anybody would want them and uh, so we did not expecting to sell any of them <laughs> and thousands of these have been sold in fact i'm bringing a box of these to the state of the union <laughs> on tuesday night and i'm going to hand them to everyone in the Senate and oh, the House that I see. I love that. They're going to be like, you know, they're like, uh, it's a girl cigars. I'm going to be handing them out. <laughs> hey, yeah. It's a thank you. Thank you for the congratulations. Yes, Nancy Pelosi sucks. Here, have a pen. Oh, So I'm going to be handing those out. Oh, you have to look at the desks
4: uh, or, or in their hands. Because there's yeah. going to be these congress congressmen are going to be sitting there listening to this speech. And carrying their Nancy Pelosi sucks pen, smells so great. Oh, that's gonna be that's so gonna be fun. Great. It's so it's gonna be fun. It's and you had brought up uh, the other day the idea of and then people are doing this, buying five and six at a time and handing, giving them to their
0: liberal friends, leaving them in their pen cups, so yes. they're just mysteriously like, well, how did this get here? Absolutely. Really, can you imagine going to work <laughs> and finding in your pen cup a Ronald Reagan sucks pen, <laughs> and you'd be like, what the? How did this pen get in here? <laughs> Who's who put the hey, who put the Ronald Reagan sucks pen in my cup? Oh, that you fun. would be like mm-hmm. Then what you do is go, wow, you know, I disagree with you. You know, I mean, I disagree with you politically. That's a, that's too far. Do you think that's a threat? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Start playing with their heads. <laughs> Welcome to the program, Mr. Pat Gray. By the way, you can Thank get you. those pens at the nance at Nancy Pelosi sucks dot com. All right. Mm-hmm. How are you? Oh, mm.
8: perfect. Really? I'm like the phone call Trump made to Zelensky. <laughs> are you that yeah. good. I'm
0: that that good. Yes. Right. Yes. Did you watch yesterday the hearings? Oh, did I? Yeah. I can't get enough I of it. I can't really. I can't. Because uh, I, I watched about 30 watched minutes some. of it, and I couldn't take it. Yeah. All the questions were setups. Mm, hmm Yes. They were like, uh, a question for Adam Schiff and his team uh, how bad is President Trump on the liar scale? Uh, uh, one being a total liar and 10 being the biggest liar we've ever seen. It was really like that.
8: Also, I can't stand that even John Roberts has now blocked this whistleblower name thing. He's he, You can't speak his name. You can't talk about him. Voldemort. How are they gonna? How are they gonna call him as a witness if if they have witnesses? You you've got to be able to name this guy and
0: face your it accuser. It is crazy. It's nuts. It is crazy. Uh, if I'm telling you over Hunter Biden, if they call witnesses, which I still think they will, they should. Which so now they won't. Uh, but uh, <laughs> so I, I think they should lance this boil of do, of yeah. John Bolton, yeah. and they should have the whistleblower. And that changes the game. That changes the game. First of all, let me show you something. Uh, Mark Levin sent this to me yesterday afternoon, and he said, "Glenn, I'm going to talk about this tonight, but expose this as much as you, as much as you want, as much as you can. Everybody needs to see this video. This mm-hmm. is John Bolton. Now, this is in late August. I think of it's like, last year of 2019. Yes. Okay. So this is before." uh the, anything is really happening now the the money mm-hmm. is still being withheld all of that stuff the president is you know made the perfect phone call but now <laughs> they're asking for the transcripts listen to what john bolton said in this interview with radio free europe
6: it's a follow up to my visit last year on independence day where i was uh, really honored to have a chance to participate in that in ukraine uh, and now with the new government in ukraine to see what might be Possible going forward on a whole variety of fronts.
4: Do you plan to visit, uh, to meet President Zelensky and what messages uh, did you bring to
1: him?
6: Well, I, I will be meeting President Zelensky. Uh, he and President Trump have already spoken twice. Uh, uh, President called mm-hmm. to congratulate President Zelensky on his election and then on his success in the parliamentary election. And? They were very warm and cordial calls. And cordial. Uh, we're hoping that uh, they'll be able to meet in uh, Warsaw and wait, have a wait. few minutes together. Uh, because the success of Ukraine. Okay, stop. Maintain.
0: What did you just get for that? <laughs> Two really important things. Cordial. Warm and warm cordial. Warm and cordial. Now, you uh-huh. could say, well, that's what he's saying. He's in the middle of an interview. What is he going to say? Help me. Help me. Donald Trump is being a pig and and he's holding me hostage. <laughs> I need help. Okay, so let's just give him that one. That All right, mm-hmm. that's what a politician would say. However, the more important statement, at least to me, is. We're, um, we're planning now to, to meet in Warsaw. Yeah, right. that's a big in c- Warsaw. confirmation of an earlier point made by the defense. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes, because the Democrats said he was holding back this meeting. He didn't have a meeting. The president's defense is, yes, they were. They were going to meet in Warsaw, and it was all on the schedule until a hurricane hit america or was happening was forming in the atlantic and he couldn't go and he couldn't go he had to stay here in america for that so he canceled at the last minute Mm -hmm. so that takes apart the argument that he was strong arming them uh, you know and stiffing them and saying no we're not meeting unless it's quid pro quo here john bolton is confirming that that was coming up
8: yeah it's crazy it does seem to be the opposite of yeah. what he supposedly says in the book and i'm not a i'm not a big john bolton hater i know I've, I've always, always liked, liked john i've always liked john bolton yeah, yeah. i mean i, I love, just think he's wrong on this particular thing and he might
0: yeah he might be i don't know he, he might he's just be. trying to sell a book or yeah, what yeah. he might be there look at what he's what we know from the book now if you're going to leak something you're going to leak the worst part right if you're yeah. leaking it yeah. for politics mm-hmm. you're going to le- leak the worst part. There's nothing illegal that he said in there. There's nothing—he disagreed with what was being done. Yeah. Part
4: mm-hmm. of this, of course, is—because you know because it does dismantle, if true, and if believed, would dismantle part of the defense of the Trump administration, who has said many, many times they did not tie the aid to the investigations— We've said a million times that should not have been their defense. We should not have been defending that point because it's okay. should have just been in in national national interest. interest. What do we think today? What do we think this Israel deal was yesterday? Was that not a quid pro quo? We're saying, hey, Palestine, you get a a state if you can stop the terrorism. Yeah. Right? Like, is that not a quid pro quo? These things happen all the time. All the time. Why they're defending that point, I don't understand. And And the only thing mm -hmm. Bolton's situation does is – Chip away at that point—that they did a quid pro quo. Of course they did. Well, of course they did. They should. We're giving them it hundreds be... of
0: millions of dollars. It should get us something. We should at least know that it's safe. Yeah. You've already lost 1.8 billion of our dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, could we? Could we maybe have an investigation on what happened to that? Now, part of this, part of this story has been really interesting to me because I've I've thought. All of that money is just going towards corruption. I've said many times, what could you do with $1.8 billion? We have to find that money. You could build Mm -hmm. an army Mm -hmm. with $1.8 billion. Yeah. Uh, Make sure you are with me for our last Ukraine special next Thursday. It's a week from tonight. I believe we can show you what happened to that money. Mm. uh and it's uh it's a whole different ball game. It's a whole different ball game We we stood in the atrium of the of the studios what four days ago and uh Jason came to me and he said, Glenn, if you tie this and this and this together, what do you get and I said it and he went right. Right. And it's so clear now because we have some additional documentation and we've been doing our homework. It is so clear what they're actually hiding. Uh, And Hmm. it's not going to make people happy. It's not going to make people happy. We're still trying to bolt down a couple of things. We will have that ready for you on Thursday of next week. Don't miss it. Tell your friends. The last, the final puzzle piece, the last special on the Ukraine, that's Thursday. We'll put it out for free. It'll be everywhere on YouTube and uh, and our social media. Don't miss it Thursday. I think that's at 8 or 9 o'clock Eastern time. Um, did you also see Alan
8: Dershowitz's defense yesterday? Uh, His point was, yes, it's quid pro quo, and it's even political quid pro quo, but that's not illegal. Yeah, that was a weird point. That is bizarre to me. Why are you? They've been so all over the map on this thing. First, it's not quid pro quo. Then it is. Then it isn't again. And now it is again, but it's okay?
4: I, I don't. And I don't begin to understand that. And the way his point was at least presented, I did not see all of the context of the article uh, of it, but I read a bunch of the transcript of it. And he said, basically, the president believes him being president is good for the
0: country. So, therefore, Mm -hmm. any
4: action he takes on the behalf of getting himself reelected is not impeachable.
0: Right? that's not true. That's not right. But it was it? What kind of point is that? A weird point. So, a really weird
4: one. I mean, it could have been misframed by the media. I yeah, would not no. be
0: surprised. You don't want but... to you don't want to um, dismiss these arguments and leave that kind of stuff out there Mm-mm. because then the president has all kinds of control. You you he he has to actually do something mm. illegal um, and and to the the level of treasonous or bribery and if he does that, he should be removed. He doesn't have absolute power. And I'm back to thinking, do the
8: whole thing now. B- invite many witnesses. Let's really air this thing out so that they can't use it against him the whole campaign. That They didn't want the truth. They squashed the truth. They yeah. oppressed the truth. you got you know to get it out.
0: Get it out. I just feel like they're not going to do that. I do too. I mean, I heard um, uh, uh, Mitch McConnell say, now that he thinks he has the votes, yeah, we're just going to vote on
8: it real quick, right? And, right,
0: and, and just exonerate him on Friday. Well, okay. really, okay, that's, that's going to come back a, to bite you. It is. It's not going to work out well politically. They, you yeah. have made, you've you've made a boogeyman, mm-hmm. and you know it is the right thing to do if you're a defense lawyer. You've won the case. Move on. But it's not the right the right choice politically, in my opinion. Thanks, Pat. All right, our uh, our sponsor this half hour is uh, is Norton. You know, when somebody looks over your shoulder and looking at your phone or reading, you know, behind your back, it's it's not only irritating; it's obvious, and it, it's you're like, "What, dude? Back off! What are you doing?" But you have a sense about that. But what you don't have is when somebody is doing the same thing all the time, but they're not physically standing there. News came out yesterday, uh, or I mean uh, earlier, that this uh, major software company had an unprotected database. It had uh, customer emails, IP addresses. 14 years of information. 250 million customers. Well, it was open. There was no encryption on it or anything. It just Cyber criminals could just walk in and take all of it. Your name probably is in that file. My name is probably in that file. Norton 360s provides you with device security. They always have done that, making sure your device is secure. They also have identity theft protection and a VPN for online privacy with banking-grade encryption. A VPN acts as a protected tunnel between you and the outside world, so your online activities are as safe as possible from cybercriminals and their intent. No one can prevent all cybercrime, but Norton 360. Is the ally? It is the toolbox that has everything in it that you need for cyber safety. So get up to fifty percent off or more on your first year with the annual subscription at Norton.com/back. That's Norton.com/back for up to fifty percent off now. Norton.com/back. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Welcome to the uh, program. I'm I'm so glad that you're here. By the way, I'm getting requests from people to tell me uh, that for me to, you know, do a video or tell you about how to make your own dog food, because I've been starting to make my own dog food with, with Uno. And I found this this thing. This is not a paid commercial, although I am now starting to do commercials for them, but it's not a paid commercial. Uh, it's called Rough Greens VitaSmart. It's um, because Uno would never eat he was always losing weight uh and you know we'd have to hand feed him i mean since he was three he's seven now and it was just a nightmare so we've been looking for food we've tried everything i mean like the dog food that's like five hundred dollars a month for a dog my size and it's like okay all right he's eating better food than i am <laughs> not true almost everything you know about dog food is a lie and uh on instagram i put up a, a A video last night of me feeding Uno. It's incredible. Look at this. Look at him. He would never go to his bowl. You want dinner? Yes, you do. And he runs to his bowl. Now, watch him when you see him. And I get to the bowl. It's a long walk. Now, look at him. Look at him wagging his tail. He's like, "I, I I I gotta eat, I gotta eat, I gotta eat. It's like, so it started with just using this Rough Greens Vitamix stuff. And he's a changed dog. And then the more I learned about dog food, I started making my own dog food, which is cheaper. And it's better for him. And it's, I mean, it's changed my dog. So watch Instagram. I'll I'll update it soon.
1: You're listening to Glenn Beck.
0: Capturing her heart this Valentine's Day really isn't that complicated when you go to 1-800-Flowers.com. 1-800-Flowers makes it fast and simple to find beautiful bouquets in just a few clicks. Right now, for a limited time, you can get a dozen multicolored roses for only $19.99. That's right, a dozen multicolored roses delivered for only $19.99. Or you can upgrade to 24 multicolored roses for only $10 more. Roses from 1-800-Flowers. They're picked at their peak and they're shipped overnight to ensure freshness. So you're not going to find a better Valentine's deal than this anywhere else. Rose prices are going to be going up soon, so take advantage right now. When it comes to impressing her on Valentine's Day, trust the Rose authority. Pick your delivery date and let 1-800-Flowers handle the rest. Don't procrastinate this year. Get it done early. Literally, right now, it'll take a couple of minutes. Don't miss out on this amazing 1-800-Flowers offer. Go to 1-800-Flowers.com, click on the radio icon, and enter the promo code back. Enter today and save at 1-800-Flowers.com. Code back. We have uh, Peter Schweitzer coming up in uh, just a second. He's going to talk a little bit about uh, the corruption of of Joe Biden and other candidates uh, from the Democratic Party. And uh, you know, with Joe Biden, I really want to go into him uh, with Peter with uh, with China uh, because China is people don't understand. We have a special coming up on China um, and. What they're actually doing to us uh, and how they are stealing us, robbing us blind of intellectual property, but also military secrets. And for Joe Biden to be our president, after what he's demonstrated, he will allow his children to do in China and how they have really hurt us in China is is really remarkable. And you can't have a president That is double dealing with China. Can't. They are an enemy of freedom. Back in a minute with Peter Schweitzer.
1: The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment.
0: Hello, America. Welcome to the program. We're going to talk politics, but in a different way. We're going to talk about the corruption that has to be rooted out. And there is a chance to do that if we have witnesses. But I now don't think that... I don't. Yesterday was they didn't have the votes to stop the witnesses. Today, it looks like they might have the votes to not have any witnesses. I legally it's probably the best strategy for the president to just end it you've won the case end it politically i don't think it is the right course of action <laughs> but you know in many ways thank god they never listened to me um but we will uh, pursue corruption what must be exposed with peter swisser coming up
1: this is the glenbeck program
0: In one minute, we're going to go to uh, Peter, but I want to talk to you quickly about our sponsor. It is Shave Secret. It's a shaving oil, shaving oil. And it is, you know, in everything, preparation is what matters. You got to be prepared. And if you've ever dragged uh, a, a dry razor across your dry face, you know, ow, a little preparation needs to be done. Now, these shaving companies came to be because, you know, they saw a way to market cream, foams, all kinds of stuff uh, for your beard, and they could make money. Well, they left behind the inexpensive essential oils. And, and that's how people used to shave. They used to shave uh, with oil, and it was a it was an essential oil. Now, Shave Secret's been making this for a long time, and um, it's been on the shelf, but it's not flashy. There's no big marketing campaign behind it. It's essential oils. And so they have this unique blend of essential oils that you rub on your beard and then you uh, use your razor and it just, it slides across your face. It's the best way to shave. And it's not just for your face. Ladies, your legs is, and who am I to judge? Anyone. Anyone. It's for your legs, octopi. It's for your tentacles, Whatever. Whoever's shaving, however you identify, you big, beautiful butterflies, you can shave all of your legs and your creepy little face if you want to. And you you can use Shave Secret. Now, it's available uh, everywhere. It's at H-E-B Wegmans Grocery Stores back east, also at Walmart. It's available online at Amazon. If you go to ShaveSecret.com and use the promo code BECK, you're going to get a 10% discount there. But wherever you buy your shaving products – Buy Shave Secret. Try it. You will see the difference. ShaveSecret.com, promo code BECK. Peter Switzer is... Uh, or Swizer. You always add a T to his name. Peter Schweizer is the author of Profiles in Corruption. He also wrote another book about corruption called Secret Empires. Uh, and we wanted to talk to him of... Uh, about witnesses in this uh, trial. Peter, who should be called as a witness uh, for the defense of uh, Donald Trump?
6: Well, I think if you're interested in corruption, you need to call Hunter Biden. Uh, You need to call his business partner, Devin Archer. And I think you need to call Joe Biden because the nexus of the question here is, was Donald Trump's request uh, of the uh, Ukrainian leader Zelensky legitimate, uh, and I think it was. Democrats want to poo-poo it. They want to pretend nothing happened. But if the request is real and genuine, and I think the evidence indicates that it is, uh, he was actually doing his responsibility, which was looking after uh, you know, billions of dollars in taxpayer money that disappeared, uh, disappeared by people uh, who were paying the son of the vice president of the United States.
0: So, Peter, um, how reliable of a uh, do you do you watch the show? What is it? It's not Billions. What is the show, Stu? With uh, that's like Secession? basically the Succession. Mm-hmm. Have you seen Success uh, Succession? I have not. I have not, Glenn. Okay, so it's uh, an HBO show, and it's it's basically the Murdoch family, um, and uh, you know it's fictionalized and. The Murdoch's or what's the name of them in the, uh, in the Roy? Yeah, the Roy saying. family, the Roy family, totally corrupt. You know, they'll have people off, et cetera, et cetera. The son is just like Hunter Biden. He is a drug addict. He has all kinds of issues. He's always in uh, in trouble. But when he pulls his stuff together, he can put on a good show and become very believable and very credible how how sure are you that hunter biden is a guy that would crack and just wouldn't put on a sympathetic uh sort of performance and be able to shift everything the other way
6: well look i mean you you don't know but what we know this is what we have on paper and what we have on paper is is very very simple and I think the questions you need to ask Hunter Biden are, what exactly were you being paid for? Um, Why was it that you were hired by uh, the Ukrainians literally within three weeks of your father being appointed point person uh, for Ukraine policy? Uh, We have your bank statement here. Uh, We have it. We got it from a court trial involving Hunter Biden's business partner, Devin Archer, who was in, in, in charge with the fraud in New York. We had a researcher actually attend that court case, talk to the prosecutors, got access to a 400-page J.P. Morgan financial document upon which it shows Hunter Biden taking out large amounts of cash out of this account. Flowing into that account, Glenn, you not only have $83,333 a month, which works out to a million dollars a year, you also have money from Kazakh oligarchs. You have money from anonymous Swiss bank accounts. There's $1.2 million from an anonymous Swiss bank account. Where's that money coming from? Who's paying you? Why are they paying you? Um, you know, He can certainly try to create a sympathetic uh, feel. Uh, but at the end of the day, you have to answer those questions. Those are deals that he got while his father was vice president, not before and not since. I think if you walk the American people through that, it becomes very, very obvious about what's going on.
0: So tell me about the other oligarch, uh, the money that is, is showing up, this mysterious money. Where is this oligarch? Who is he? Any idea on the Swiss bank account? What does that tie to?
6: Yeah, um, so there. I mean, there's there's oligarchs galore when it relates to Hunter Biden. In Ukraine, you have two of them: Zlachevsky, uh who is uh, widely known to be collect, connected with Burisma, uh, and and he's a former oil and and gas minister in Ukraine who literally deeded himself and his company, Burisma, all these plots that made the company so wealthy. Um, and highly corrupt, he's from the old Yanukovych government, the pro-Russian government. The other oligarch involved in Burisma, um, and a lot of uh, Ukrainian uh, uh, anti-fraud groups uh, believe that he is uh, intimately involved in this as well, uh, is an oligarch named Kolomoisky. Uh, Kolomoisky, here's the interesting part, the wrinkle. Put this in context, Glenn, of the phone conversation that Donald Trump had with Zelensky. Kolomoisky was the chief financial backer of Zelensky. Now, Zelensky claims that he is an anti-corruption candidate, and uh, uh, some of the witnesses in the um, House trial uh, from the State Department and the embassy said, yeah, you know, we, we think this guy's going to be a good anti-corruption uh, guy. The problem is his chief financial backer, Kolomoisky, is neck deep in corruption. Uh, he was the head of Privat Bank. Uh, the largest bank in Ukraine, through which more than a billion dollars, that's with a B, more than a billion dollars in USAID just literally disappeared. I mean, it melted through the ground of the bank and disappeared. So those are the individuals that are working with Hunter Biden um, and and Burisma in Ukraine. Then you go to Kazakhstan. You've got a Kazakh oligarch who sends $145,000, puts it into this account. Again, it's all there on paper. Um, And then uh, uh, that's money that that, uh, uh, you know, Hunter Biden is taking out. This guy is named Rakashev, and he is the son of the sorry, the son-in-law of the former defense minister of Kazakhstan, a highly corrupt individual involved in all sorts of crony behavior in Kazakhstan elsewhere. Uh, And we actually have a picture, Glenn, which I'm glad to share with you, a picture of Hunter Biden with um this oligarch also in the picture vice president joe biden clear evidence that these oligarchs were getting access Mm. to the vice president of the united states and paying his son
0: okay so wait a minute he is the defense minister uh the
6: son-in-law the son-in-law of the defense minister
0: yes the son-in-law of the defense minister okay yes and and how is he making his money
6: Well, he is, as in Kazakhstan, a lot of it has to do with natural resources. It has to do with real estate. Uh, But Kazakhstan, again, when you look at groups like Transparency International, uh, Ukraine and Kazakhstan are right down there at the bottom for corruption with countries like Nigeria. Um, And he's been implicated in all kinds of issues related to human rights and and abuse of power. Uh, the point is, Glenn, that, that I made over and over again is that, you know, Hunter Biden's not doing deals in the United Kingdom. He's not flying to Japan and saying, oh, I want to work with a, with a high-tech startup. He's working with oligarchs that, that are connected politically in these countries, these highly corrupt countries. And he's getting paid uh, ostensibly for things that he has absolutely zero expertise in.
0: So that's not illegal, Correct. It's not illegal. It is uh, unethical. And the vice president had been warned about this by the State Department, um, that it is unethical on what he is what he is doing. It's in my opinion, it should be illegal, uh, but it's not. So when you get Hunter Biden up on the stand and you say, so you were taking money from these people and. You don't really have any, you know, you don't have any knowledge of, you can't even speak the language. What is it you're doing for a million dollars a year? Why can't he just say, well, because uh, they wanted to show that this company showed that they were, um, uh, had American uh, uh, power behind them, American elites behind them, and I'm sure they did just hire me because of my name, but I didn't do anything with my dad.
6: Well, and that's why you want to have uh, Devin Archer, his business partner, and also Vice President Joe Biden uh, testify as well. And, And here's the key thing. I mean, we can stay, say, completely based on the facts and the evidence at hand that Joe Biden has lied. About his knowledge of what his son was doing, he he has made a blanket statement that's been often repeated that he has had no conversations uh, with his sons or any family members on their commercial business activities, and that's flat out a lie. Um, you know, Hunter Biden himself says he talked to his father about it two days before it was announced that Hunter Biden was joining the board of Burisma. We know based on White House visitors logs that his business partner, Devin Archer, was meeting with the vice president in the White House. It's the only meeting he had the entire time, according to White House visitors records. So this notion that 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 you know he didn't know anything about it, he had no involvement, is a flat out lie. So I think you begin with that premise. Why are you lying or why are you not being honest about the fact that you were aware of what your son was doing? But this is why you also need to get into, uh, I think, getting access to documents like transcripts of phone calls. I mean, we, we have the Trump-Zelensky transcript of their phone call. We should have access to phone call conversations of Joe Biden's conversations with Ukrainian officials because, look, this is, this is all mm. kind of a, 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 a stew. Remember, Joe Biden gets appointed in February – sorry, in March of 2014 to be point person on Ukraine. Within three weeks, within three weeks, his son is suddenly on the Ukrainian payroll – Burisma is looking to participate in USAID and other aid programs, energy infrastructure projects with the United States. The officials involved with Burisma uh, have other business interests that that uh, are involved. And Joe Biden is is the, the 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 one vote that matters in determining where aid dollars are going to flow. Um, and that's what I think you have to focus on. The challenge is, is right now, we have access to Donald Trump's, you know, telephone call with Zelensky and what they talked about. We don't have access to emails, telephone conversations, any correspondence that Joe Biden had either with his son or with Ukrainian officials. And I think that is important and essential if we're going to have a balanced discussion about this issue.
0: But we do know that we have money, um, and we have transcripts uh, and and actual letters. From members of the State Department uh, to the uh, to the hierarchy of the of the anti-corruption bureau, if you will, saying there's no reason to look into Hunter Biden. There's no reason to look into this uh, this 501c3 or this this um, uh, you know NGO. Uh, we we know there's missing money. We're perfectly comfortable where that money. What happened to that money? Uh, so. <laughs>
6: Yeah, I, it, it, it's, it, it is, it is uh, so bizarre to me uh, as to why there is a lack of curiosity by some people as to where uh, all this money has gone. Um, and, and it's a common thing you get in the developing world, whether it's, it's uh, uh, Ukraine or other in de- developing world countries. We get very comfortable in dealing with them and accepting the fact uh, that money is disappearing. And part of the reason you know, may be that, like, look, this, this person's corrupt, but they're at least our ally. But you have an added layer when you've got family members on the payroll of the American official, in this case Joe Biden, who is supposed to be looking into that. Uh, and I think anywhere outside of Washington, D.C., people look at this and say this does not pass the smell test, and it is entirely legitimate Uh, In Donald Trump's phone call with Zelensky to say, look, I'm just asking you to cooperate with my attorney general and share with us information you have. He's not asking him to make up information. He's asking him to share information.
0: When we come back, we're going to talk to Peter about why there are so many people in Capitol Hill that don't seem to care about this kind of corruption. X Chair is our sponsor. Sometimes it's okay to go with a lesser brand. It is. For instance, using a you know, having the actual Nancy Pelosi pen that she used to sign the impeachment papers. That's great. It's an original, sure. But there's also a knockoff that is just as good, if not better. Uh it's the Nancy Pelosi Sucks pen. It's exactly like the other one. Uh, except somehow or another after her name, it just says sucks. And, and it's <laughs> in a cursive. It looks like her signature. So I don't know how that mistake was made, which sometimes when products are made poorly, like there's a error in it, they even go up in value. So this could be a collector's item. It's the Nancy Pelosi sucks pen. Nancy Pelosi sucks pen.com is where you can find it. But I just, that's not a commercial. That's just off. The, it's really off the top of my heart really, that I wanted you to know about those. Um, But sometimes it's okay to have a knockoff. You don't settle for less than the best on other things. For instance, your chair. When you're sitting in a chair all day long, you want the best. Well, the best is an X chair. With its patented dynamic variable lumbar support in 10 settings, the X chair is what you and those around you need for a comfortable workday. They have a 30-day, no-question-asked guarantee of satisfaction, so you have no risk Companies can't make that kind of an offer with a package as heavy as an next chair because if you're sending it back and they have to pay the freight, they'll go broke quickly if people are sending them back. People don't send them back because they are what I say they are. They're the best office chair made. Now, you can get them in all all colors and, and fabrics and everything else. And all different prices. It's on sale now for $100. Go find yours at xchairbeck.com. That's xchairbeck.com or call 844 4xchair. xchairbeck.com. Promo code Beck. We pause for 10 seconds. So Peter Schweizer is with us. He has a new book out that is an absolute must read. If you care about corruption, if you want to, if you just want to preserve the truth about what is happening in our country right now for your children and they can understand the, the real history of their country, you need this in your library. It's Profiles in Corruption, uh, Peter is a journalist. He's, he's, you know, not just one side or the other. His, his last book, uh, Secret Empires, you know, took on uh, the Republicans as well, which brings me to this. Peter, why are so many people, including Mitch McConnell, seemingly not interested in any of this corruption with Biden?
6: Well, Glenn, what's the old saying? People, uh, you know, in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. Um, you know, the, the Capitol building, honestly, is, is a large glass house. Uh, it's not to say that there aren't good, honest people up there on both sides of the aisle. Uh, there are. Uh, but a lot of them are engaged in behavior that maybe not as egregious as Biden's is similar. Uh, and they don't want to go there. I mean, in, in my last book, Secret Empires, I talked about uh, Mitch McConnell. Uh, and the fact that his family uh, got these, uh, I would argue, sweetheart deals uh, with the Chinese government. Um, in previous books, um, Senator Blunt of Missouri, I talked about the fact that three of his family members at various times have been registered lobbyists. It's it's a very common way to get paid as a member of Congress without actually getting paid.
0: But nothing it's basically set. Nothing is uh, as uh, as egregious as the Bidens.
6: Correct. In 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 terms of size and scope, and what do I mean by that? Well, first of all, size. Uh, There are five Biden family members that I talk about in profiles in corruption uh, that that have cashed in while Joe was vice president. Hunter Biden is one of them. Uh, The others, to various degrees, they either did international deals, they did deals in the United States, they got helped launching businesses literally in the Obama Oval Office, all courtesy of Joe Biden. So that's the size of it. Um, and, and the scope of it um, is the fact that the Bidens are unconstrained by borders. You know, we're used to hearing about like, OK, you know, you've got a ne'er-do-well kid. You're a member of Congress. They get hired by a lobbying firm. It's basically a no-show job. That's problematic enough. Hunter Biden, you're talking about deals with
0: the Chinese government Ukraine, okay. around the world. We're going to go there next.
2: American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org.
0: Okay, something wonderful is happening in the economy right now for you. According to the property data firm CoreLogic, the standard mortgage payment is down nearly 3% since May of 2018. That's despite the fact that house prices are rising. So why are the rates so low? Well, competition which is a direct byproduct of the rising economy. It makes home ownership a lot more affordable. Also, the Fed is playing a a role, but socialists should take note. Capitalism really does work. If you're looking for a loan on a home, now may be the best time. Even if you got a home loan in 2018 or even earlier, do you like the, the high payment you're paying and the percentage that you're in? A refi may be the way for go, to go for you, sometimes saving $1,000 a month, $1,000 a month or more. You can, If you got a home loan in 2018, you can save hundreds of dollars. Check it out. 10-minute phone call, AmericanFinancing.net, AmericanFinancing.net, 800-906-2440.
4: Peter Schweizer coming up again here with a little bit more in just a moment. 888 727 Beck is our phone number. Go to BlazeTV.com, use the promo code GLEN to sign up now.
0: Peter Swiser is uh, a great journalist and author. His uh, latest book is Profiles in Corruption, where he takes a look at all of the Democratic candidates and shows right where they are dirty. Uh, they're taking kickbacks, money, enriching their families. But he just told us a minute ago there is no one left or right, Republicans or Democrats, that are in the same category as, uh, as Joe Biden. That's saying something, Yeah, we got to put, put a spotlight on that for a second. I mean, Peter has—to
4: uh, to put this in perspective, and Peter will not uh, speak nicely about himself in this way, but he, Peter is responsible for, I mean, massive changes in the law in the United States uh, when it comes to insider trading with Congress. I mean, this is—we have seen
0: all sorts of corruption, Peter, that you have uncovered, and the, I, I keep and, coming and back it to is, this. And you've changed laws yeah. because of it. It's not like you're just yeah. throwing things out and it goes nowhere.
4: You've changed laws and it's been,
0: you know, it's also stuff that's not just coming from the right. It's it's mainstream media
4: that has has seen this reporting and and uh, uh, and reported on it. The fact that you keep saying that Joe Biden is the biggest example of this you've ever uncovered is remarkable. How can that possibly be true?
6: Yeah, it's 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 true uh, because it involves so many members of his family. I mean, look, you, you find instances where somebody, a politician, Republican or Democrat themselves is on the take, or maybe they're juicing in their wife or one of their kids. The most I think I've ever seen is two or three family members uh, who got juiced in on corrupt crony deals. With the Bidens, it's five. It's the son, Hunter, who's done all these international deals. Uh, it's his brother, James. Who, uh, you know, quite literally, James Biden, um, you know, to tell the story very quickly, uh, a friend of the family named Kevin Justice goes to the uh, Biden-Obama White House um, and uh, has a meeting in November of 2010. He's just set up a construction company called Hillstone International. uh, Meets with somebody in Vice President Biden's office, the only meeting he ever has in the White House. I don't know what they discussed, but three weeks after that meeting, James Biden becomes the executive vice president of this new construction company, despite the fact that he has no background in construction. Within six months, this new construction company uh, lands a contract to build 100,000 homes in Iraq. The contract is worth $1.5 billion. Now, how does that happen? How does that happen? Then you've got Frank Biden, his other brother, who's doing deals in Costa Rica and Jamaica. Uh, He's in the energy business. He gets in the energy business once his brother becomes vice president. He has no background in energy. Uh, But yet he's involved in these deals and these projects involving taxpayer-backed loans, to build these energy projects. Um, Then you move on to Valerie, his sister, who ran his campaigns but also took two and a half million dollars at least and channeled it into her own consulting firm where she was only one of two uh, partners in that firm. Uh, Then you've got the son-in-law who's starting a new business Um, One of three principles, Joe Biden ushers the executives of this company into the Oval Office. They meet with Barack Obama. Over the next five years, Joe Biden goes and briefs the investors and partners in this private investment firm um, as vice president of the United States. And the firm is run by his daughter's husband. I mean, I I don't know anybody that has had this large of a collection of corrupt behavior.
0: So is – is Joe Biden, is is he personally profiting off of this or just he's setting his children up?
6: Well, it's, it's always hard to know. I mean, what, what I found interesting was Joe Biden uh, left um, the uh, vice presidency, essentially broke. Uh, and almost immediately, he's worth, uh, you know, $9 million. Um, that was pretty fast. And look, I've been in the book. Wait, 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 wait,
0: wait, wait, wait. He left the... Oval, or he left the vice president's mansion, broke.
6: Correct, basically broke, uh, with very little, uh, very little in the form of assets, and then almost immediately he was worth nine million dollars. How'd that happen? Um, and what? And, and what, how can we do exactly that? Exactly right. <laughs> right, but also. But, but, yeah, but also, Glenn, I mean, it's the other thing is it's, you know, money is fungible. OK, if you set your son up or we know, for example, that one of his brothers uh, uh, owned a, a very beautiful beach house uh, down in Florida, Joe Biden would visit there when he was vice president. So mm-hmm. he didn't necessarily own the house, but he got to enjoy the house.
8: Mm-hmm.
6: Um, this is the brother who was the uh, vice president of the construction firm, despite having no background in construction. So it, it's yeah, it's 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 fungible. Um, but look. If you look at international bribery laws, they're very, very clear, Glenn. If you're a political figure, whether you're getting directly paid or a friend or a family member is getting paid, it makes no difference. It's still corruption. So we shouldn't let him get away to say, well, yeah, okay, he, got, he helped his kid uh, get rich uh, doing stuff he didn't deserve to get, but that's okay because he didn't make a dime. As far as international bribery and corruption standards are concerned, that makes no difference.
0: In the HBO series, um, they have the Roy family, and it's clear the father just doesn't care about his children at all. Um, I think Joe Biden cares about Hunter, but it is it, it, this one compared to the uh, compared to the other children, Hunter is directly involved in in political things. For instance, you know, you get a consulting and blah blah blah, or you, you know, he comes to speak at your uh, your shareholder meeting. That helps you, but it's not necessarily um, involved in any kind of policy wrangling or or anything like that. Uh, it doesn't seem when it comes to Hunter. He's involved in China in very bad ways uh, about them gaining military technology uh, in with Burisma. I think there's more to this than just uh, money going to uh, Hunter Biden. I think there is State Department things going on. We know that Soros is getting some of this money, and it's all part of a State Department plan. How, is— is is joe setting his son up you know for success or is he getting him involved because he's kind of weak and uh and and is willing to do these things you think hunter knows and does joe look at this as a tool not a son
6: Yeah. Yeah, no, I think uh, I I think definitely Joe knows what's going on. And Joe also knows that when his son flies over with him on Air Force Two, um, I talked about this in Secret Empires, flies over in in, on Air Force Two uh, with his dad. His dad meets with all these top Chinese officials, uh, gets criticized by The Washington Post and others for not really challenging the Chinese on anything. Um, And then within 10 days, Hunter Biden finalizes this deal this private equity deal of 1.5 billion dollars and and again the 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 biden's um, lied about this um they first said no he wasn't involved with the investment firm he was an advisor uh then we showed the documents i shared them with you glenn that no he was actually on the board of directors uh then he stepped down from the board of directors but he still has an equity stake and the problem is, Glenn, that that this isn't just like some financial deal, you know, where they're you know they're buying, you know, uh, shoe companies. Uh, this firm that Hunter Biden is involved in uh, was acquiring companies in the West that had very sensitive dual-use technologies, dual-use in that they had military application as well as civilian application. Uh, and this has been a priority for China for a long time. They, they, this firm that Hunter Biden's on the board of directors of and has an equity stake ends up buying Henegus, which is a precision tool manufacturer in, in Michigan that, that produces anti-fibration technologies that have military benefit. So- Another company they're involved in is CGN, which is a Chinese nuclear company, which after 10 months after Hunter Biden's firm makes the investments, they get charged by the FBI, CGN does with trying to steal our nuclear secrets.
0: And they don't, and he doesn't leave that company. He doesn't no, sell it, doesn't leave no. it. So uh, Peter, let me ask you this uh, question. Do you think that um, Joe Biden this is all being done with a wink and a nod or is is this just a smart adversary if you will sitting down and you know hunter biden's firm reaches out while dad is there and the chinese are like oh, i see the game we're playing or do you think there is some sort of quid pro quo where i want you to do this i want you to help my son here and it, If you would help my son, it would be great if, you know, you would do that. And it might make me more charitable to do this. Do you think there's that kind of arrangement?
6: It's a great question, Glenn. It's very hard to know. But when you look at the timing, it's very clear, you know, um, that Hunter Biden did not uh, make any overtures uh, to the Chinese uh, until his father was vice president. Once he became vice president, he suddenly started going to China and lo and behold, He had meetings with the financial titans in China. I mean, the equivalent of the head of Goldman Sachs, Bank of America, Deutsche Bank, JP Morgan, all at the same time were meeting with the vice president's son. So clearly there was an initiative on the part of the Bidens to reach out to the Chinese, uh, and and then this deal gets secured. Uh, The other point I would make that we know, Glenn, is that Joe Biden and Hunter Biden are very close they talk about the fact that they're a close family, that they communicate all the time, that Hunter would, you know, traveled with his dad all the time on the campaign trail, was a surrogate for him. Uh, his dad helped him be uh, become a member of the board of directors of Amtrak, uh, even though the only qualification that Hunter Biden has is he had ridden Amtrak. <laughs> so, yes, very, very clearly uh, uh, Joe Biden has been there sort of boosting and helping his son along. And it's also very clear that the Bidens pursued the Chinese, and the Chinese were very happy uh, to secure that deal. A deal, by the way, as we've talked about, Glenn, that's unique, that nobody else had. Hunter Biden had it. Uh, Goldman Sachs didn't have it. Bank of America, Deutsche Bank, no major Wall Street investment firm had the deal that the vice president's son had.
0: Peter Swiser, the name of the book is Profiles in Corruption. Uh, you, it's a must read because it's not just about the Bidens. It's about every candidate on the on the stage of the Democrats. It, you will read things that will shock and horrify you. But I also think that you need to preserve this history because right now it's very unpopular to tell the truth. And Peter, once again, is it's Profiles in Corruption. Peter, thank you so much. Thanks, Glenn. Major software company, and when I say major, I'm, I'm saying one that applies to over 250 million customers just calling the helpline and trying to get some service stuff. So it, it's you know billions of people uh, use this software, and uh, over the last 14 years, about 250 million people have called in and said, hey, can you help me with this? Well, those support logs for those customers, they were all laying open, right in the open. Customer emails, IP addresses, everything about you, and literally anyone with a web browser who, you know, was curious and could come across this database had access to all of it. You're probably one of them. If you've ever called service for a software company, you're probably on this list. So now your information is out. What do you do? Well, you can't worry about all this. You can't, you're just not going to find these things, but that's where LifeLock comes in. Nobody can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But LifeLock will see the threats that you might miss on your own. And the best thing is, and this is where the rubber meets the road, they have somebody there. They have a whole team of experts that will work to fix it with you. Join now and save up to 25% off your first year by using a promo code BECK. It's 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, promo code BECK. Or just go to LifeLock.com. That's LifeLock.com, promo code BECK. You know, you really have to. You really have to be grateful for Peter, like uh, for people like Peter Sweiser and um, uh, and what's his other name, uh, the the journalist. John Solomon. Yeah, John Solomon. Mm-hmm. I mean, these guys are doing the job that no one else will do, and they are getting beaten up. Mm-hmm. I mean, Peter is a guy. He used to be a consultant to NBC News. Uh, he was a member of the Ultra Terrorism Study Group of the U.S. Government's uh, Sandia National Laboratories. Uh, he's a guy who went to Oxford as his BA from George Washington University. That's a serious guy and has not been he's not a political hack. But as soon as he took on the Clintons and soon as he took on Joe Biden, he's a political hack. He's taken on the right as well. He's a journalist. He's a guy who looks to find the truth. And uh, the same thing with John Solomon. John Solomon is his career is over. It's over unless you support these guys. And it's, it's, uh, it's amazing because the left has a, a net, a safety net. You can be discredited. You can do anything, and you'll find a job. They'll find a place. As long as you're on the team, they'll find a place for you, and you can rebuild your life. With those of us on the right, there's nothing. Without you, there's nothing you know sometimes when you make a huge mistake even on the left you're you're able to
4: uh to they'll find you some job no. like for example governor of virginia or prime minister of canada one of those like just some job they'll, they'll they'll get you into something where you can survive a major scandal you know every once in a while it works out for you if you're on the left and for some reason on the right
0: it doesn't seem to go that way and then they'll then with with the governor of virginia then they'll even make it harder for the people to remove you from office yeah i mean it's 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 nuts the safety net these people have and they just they just wash them clean and then they run them through the university so they get some you know some sort of teaching experience well now he's you know he's on the faculty of Princeton
4: yeah oh probably a good a good time to remind people to subscribe to blaze uh, yeah. slash Glenn if you have uh, if you have the means and, and and feel like this is a worthwhile cause uh, promo code Glenn will save you 10 bucks on that but I mean to, be, to have a place to protect people. Uh, that are trying to investigate these things because you i mean you know you see what happens with these major digital platforms youtube and and you know all the all the stuff that's going on there with people being deplatformed from social media you have to have a place to protect this or no one will be doing it no one because you'll either you'll either have the people who are doing it have no place to get the information out and the people who uh who would like to do it are terrified because they'll get destroyed if they try
0: we sure would like to have your your help in uh, building this. We have some exciting things on the horizon at Blaze TV, but man, um, really, what else? What else can we do to bring the voices together? We have Mark Levin, we have Stephen Crowder, we have Dave Rubin. We're about to make an announcement of somebody just absolutely incredible that I think you're going to love. We have this program, we have Stu's new show that starts next week, we have Pat Gray, Uh, we have Chad Prather, I mean, you name it, we have it, and we are thrilled at your support. Please, if you haven't supported us yet, join us, blazetv.com slash glen Every night, local police departments across America receive hundreds of calls from burglar alarms. And the vast majority of time, they have no idea whether that alarm is real. Is there really a crime going on or not? And the alarm company can't tell them. All they say is, you know, a motion sensor went off. Simply Safe Home Security, however, is different. If there's a break-in, Simply Safe uses real video evidence to give police an eyewitness account of the crime. That means police dispatch up to 350 times faster than for a normal burglar alarm. You get comprehensive protection, outdoor cameras, doorbells that alert you, anyone approaching your home, entry, motion, glass break sensors, 24-7 monitoring by live security professionals, and you can set up the system you own yourself. No tools needed. It's simply safe. It's fifty cents a day without a contract. Simplysafe.com slash Glenn. Go there today and get a free Simply Safe security camera, normally hundred bucks. Order today, you get it free. It'll help you capture that crucial evidence for the police, and you'll get three hundred and fifty percent faster dispatch. It's simplysafe.com slash Glenn. To gosh, a point you made earlier, but it doesn't sound like it's good supportive evidence. It if is. That's your kind of, it's if about that's your kind of attitude. I'll tell you well, you could play it or I not. I would tell you what oh it is gosh. if you stop talking. This is not what a it's Elizabeth Warren. It's not what an executive producer does, and you're about to learn. It's a new ad. Is.
4: I know, because you're my new executive <laughs> producer. This is a ter- this is like a horror movie. It's a terrorist, to me. It's
0: a terrorist t- attack on you. <laughs> it really
4: is. Uh, Elizabeth Warren released an ad basically mm. showing the horrors of our healthcare system. Really. What healthcare system are we operating under currently? Oh, Would you I want to give it a name? Let's name it after a president. Uh,
0: uh, Obamacare,
4: maybe? You <laughs> want to do that? Let's we'll call it that. Okay. Did you vote for that? Elizabeth? Yeah, they did. They were for she that. She did. She yeah. was for that. Yeah. So strange that yeah. 90% or 95% of Obamacare remains intact to this day, yet all of these problems still exist mm-hmm. despite all of the money that we've spent, mm-hmm. all the debt we've incurred. Blah, um, blah blah blah. All right, oh, there you go. That's I why mean, I said, blah blah blah. That's why I said it wasn't important. I mean, who yeah, cares? really. What, who I cares mean, about a few trillion dollars right? anymore? That's dumb. I mean, Silly. we gotta why get out of
0: this. And the people who designed the last one should design the next one. <laughs> they have experience in designing. Look, I had a, I have an ex-wife. I'm better as a husband because I've done, I've screwed up the first one. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think i learned my lesson <laughs> welcome yeah, yeah 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 yeah. i mean we have so much to do we have about 15 minutes of really great entertainment and information you know to jam-pack in the next 60 minutes so wait no reverse that uh we got to get going we have an update on the coronavirus and and something's not right with this quite honestly i don't know what it is uh, yet but uh, some, something's not sitting right with me. We have Senator Tom Cotton on with us. He's He's got a proposal on something that he thinks America should be doing right now. We go there in one minute.
1: This is the Glenn Beck Program.
0: You know, it's turned out that I'm somewhat of an expert now on all things related to sleep. Uh, and I kind of like that. I'm like, honey, I've got to do my work. I've got to go to sleep. I'm doing some more testing tonight. Uh, and, uh, and you know, when it comes to, you know, when I'm on the mean streets, I just blend, I blend in. I mean, you don't even notice me. I just, you're not like, who is that weird old guy over there? That doesn't even occur to you. I blend. I am the man on the streets, but when it comes to sleeping, oh, I'm a snob. I'm a sheet snob, total sheet snob. I like stay at, Hey, can we just stay at your parents' house? No, not unless we're going to bring our own sheets. Uh, I'm a big sheet snob, but love them to be really, really soft Giza dream sheets. These are the sheets you want Giza dream sheets from my pillow. Right now you can get, uh, two sets. You buy one, you get another set for free and that's Giza cotton. It's, uh, well, we should ask Tom cotton. I don't know if he's related to Giza or if he even knows who Giza is, but it's the best cotton made, uh, and you can get them now at a great price and two for one. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the new radio listener specials, buy one pair of Giza Dream Sheets, get one free. They're deep, deep discounts on all the other MyPillow products. Take it from me, the man on the street, and yet the extreme snob when it comes to sleep. Yes, I'm an expert. I do it every night. You think I'm going to screw this up? Enter the promo code BECK or call 800-966-3117. Get the great radio specials, including the Giza Dream Sheets, right now. MyPillow.com. Promo code BECK. So, I'm, I'm confused by this uh, coronavirus because uh, I'm not panicked. I don't feel like, you know, this is it. But this has all of the earmarks of this is it. This has everything that they've ever said. You know, you know one of these days we're going to have a pandemic. It's going to sweep. It'll come from an animal. It'll be something that'll jump over to humans. It'll be like the flu. We'll have no vaccine for it. We've never seen it before. And it'll infect people quickly. And it'll have a high death rate. Oh, yeah, well, that, that seems to be, I don't know, this. And yet everybody's like, no, nothing to worry about. You know, and China's just, you know, they just cordoned off 70 million people. So no big deal. Wait, they did what? So what is it that's really happening? And what state, what what uh, uh, what steps should we be taking and what should we be looking for as a relief or the next sign that maybe this might be a, a bad uh, flu? Senator Tom Cotton is with us. Senator, how are you, sir?
5: Hey, Glenn, good to be on with you
0: this morning. Thank yeah, you. Good. Hey, yeah, yeah. You still having the Jones in a little bit? If I say I'm going to take your cell phone away, you just, uh, get a little shaky. I,
5: well, well, Glenn, uh, we've been. In the impeachment trial now for a little over a week, and I can tell you that that is obsessing people in Washington, but at home in Arkansas and really anywhere outside of Washington and around the world, the biggest and the most important news story today and for many, many days to come will be the coronavirus. Um, China is facing a catastrophe on the scale of Chernobyl. Uh, when communist Russia covered up the nuclear meltdown at the plant in Chernobyl. But in some ways, it's worse because communist China covered up a viral outbreak that can become a global pandemic, okay, not we so, have localized effects the way Chernobyl did.
0: So, Tom, everybody is saying, all everybody. I mean, I talked to somebody from the WHO yesterday, and they're like, no, you know, China's really been transparent. I mean, we can't know for sure, but they've been pretty transparent That seems like a new thing for China, uh, the communist Chinese.
5: Glenn, China is lying and they have been lying from the very beginning. And WHO officials or any other so-called expert that says China has been transparent and open is simply grading them on a curve compared to what they did with SARS in 2003. Yeah and handling them with kid gloves, hoping that they can maintain access to Wuhan and working with China. But there is no doubt, Glenn, that China is lying. Let me just give you a short timeline. We now know the earliest case of uh, the coronavirus happened on December 1, a full month before China fessed up to the WHO. It may have been earlier than that. We also know that even once they told the WHO on December 31st, they continue to lie to their own citizens. They said until just last week, it was contained with inside the city of Wuhan, a central Chinese city of 11 million people. Today, it is in every single province in China. We also know by their actions, Glenn, you don't even have to look at their history. Just look at the actions they have taken. They now have quarantined 60 million of their own people, more than the combined population of our entire West Coast they have canceled school indefinitely so school children are not going to school anywhere in china for the foreseeable future and hong kong which is under beijing's thumb has instituted a near total travel ban those are not those are not the actions of a confident government that has control over this growing catastrophe.
0: So, so Tom, what are we doing? Why is why is the United States? Why is British the British Airways the only one that has said, "You know what? We're not flying in or out." Um, what are we doing as a nation?
5: So. So, Glenn, it it is much more than British Airways, which announced yesterday, as did Lufthansa, national carrier of Germany. Just overnight, Glenn, Russia closed its entire border with China, the sixth longest border in the world, more than one-third larger than the U.S.-Mexico border. Yeah, but
0: that's only because the Russians uh, hate people who are different than them.
5: (laughs) Well, Glenn, (laughs) El Al announced that they would stop all travel between Israel and China. Air France announced that they would stop flights between China and the United States. So what are we doing? This is is why I have been urging senior administration officials, with whom I have consulted repeatedly over the last week, we need to shut down all commercial travel immediately between the United States and China. So, Tom, Tom, hang on just a second. I know, I know
0: because we're having you on, I know what you were going to say on that. You've already said it. You've been urging. But I also know that Donald Trump is going to get exactly the same treatment that you are. Uh, Right now, people are, this is the most irresponsible thing I've ever heard. You're only doing that because, well, you don't like people who are from China. You don't like immigrants. Oh, my gosh. So when you propose this, you know this is going to be turned into a political nightmare. How do you break through all of that crap to get us to move quickly?
5: Glenn, Glenn um, the left or politically correct so-called experts can hurl every epithet they want at me or at Donald Trump. I am trying to protect American lives, and we need an immediate stop to commercial travel. Now, there are some exceptions, of course, to that. For instance, we should allow any American and their immediate family members in China the option to evacuate from China under to back to u s territory under appropriate and elevated monitoring that's exactly what happened yesterday in california we should continue to allow that we should also allow medical experts from the cdc or hhs or our other laboratories to go into china as part of the w h o delegation to try to get to the bottom of what happened in wuhan so hopefully we can find a vaccine and we can allow continued trade i understand that many people are worried about the breakdown of global supply chains. Well, that's fine. We can have, you know, shipping containers coming into the Long Beach port. We can have FedEx flights coming into Memphis. But when those crews land, they don't get to go into the hotel and the nightclub. They stay in a quarantined position. That should mitigate the economic impact to our country. But frankly, Glenn, supply chains may start to break down soon anyway because Chinese Workers are not going to be able to go to their factories as this c- contagion continues to grow throughout China. Right now, what we have to focus on is the immediate safety of the American people. And given the number of unknowns about this virus, the time is now to act. Because frankly, it's past time to act.
0: So, Tom, uh, I just read a um, I just read a story uh, from an American who is stuck in Wuhan. He was teaching at the university there. He said. It is like stepping into a Twilight Zone episode. 11 million people in this usually bustling uh, 3,500-year-old city is silent. He said there is no one anywhere. No one's working. No one's going anywhere. No one's on campus. People are afraid. They don't know what's going to happen next. People are getting a sore throat, and they think, is this the beginning of the end? It's a battle constantly inside of your own head. Um, we know that uh, I saw a report earlier this week that the Chinese have shut down their steel industry. There's two things that are going on right now. People in China can't go to work. If you can't make steel, we can't make cars. If we can't make parts for cars, we can't fix cars. If you can't make Apple products, Apple doesn't have a supply chain. Uh, Costco, uh, all of these things are are really important to all of us just if china goes down and struggles for six months this is going to make a major impact economically Uh, and i don't mean to sound callous this is a you know this is below all of the human toll um but if it spreads here we are looking at just in the fear of staying home or being quarantined and having to stay you know quarantined we're looking at devastating effects, are we not?
5: Uh, unfortunately, that could be the case, Glenn, especially in China. As I said, the most one of the most common reasons um, not to close commercial travel between two nations is the economic impact. We can mitigate that impact by allowing central trade to continue to flow because there's no evidence that the coronavirus can sustain itself on, say, a shipping container or um, a Shipping package on an airplane. Um, However, even if we take those steps, Glenn. The economic impact may be already too severe to mitigate in the first place because if those factories are shut down in China because China has been so incompetent and deceitful in addressing this outbreak, it doesn't matter to begin with. That's why we should take the actions now to protect the health of our people. And Glenn, I just want to say because I know you've got a lot of listeners around the world to include the 75 to 110,000 Americans who are in China today, if you are in China, especially if you are in Wuhan, contact uh, our consulate. Um, tell them what your uh, position is and see if they can help you get out of the country. Um, in fact, there's a new email address I just saw on the newswire, state.gov. If you're in China and you are an American citizen with a passport and you want help getting out, state.gov. Um, if you're an American who's thinking about traveling to China, do not go. Do not go to china
0: what about anywhere else in the world we're okay so far
5: i mean that i i'm afraid glenn that in the days ahead um we will see confirmed cases um pretty much all around the world um you know we already have seen confirmed cases in most of china's um neighboring nations and I think that's only going to continue, again, because China lied to its own people and lied to the world for so long. If they had simply fessed up at the beginning and said this is a novel virus, we need help containing it, then we might have stopped this outbreak for the benefit of the Chinese people as well as <sighs> our people and the Communism. entire world.
0: Communism. Is,
5: this is why I say communist, communist Russia had a catastrophe with Chernobyl because of its own incompetence and deceitfulness. Communist China now has a Chernobyl-level catastrophe on its hands, although it's worse than Chernobyl because a nuclear meltdown is localized, whereas a pandemic spreads around the world.
0: Are you talking to uh, scientists, uh, epidemiologists, uh, getting counsel from them on this that's different than what we're necessarily hearing in the press, which isn't really a lot?
5: Um, I I have, Glenn. I can't say there's all that much difference, in part because we're still at the beginning stages of understanding the virus. We could have been at this stage eight weeks ago. But here's some of the things we do know, Glenn. We do know that it could have a very long incubation period, as long as 14 days, which was much longer than SARS. We do know that individuals who are asymptomatic could be contagious, unlike SARS. That combination is is deadly deadly. because you can screen as many people you want on an airplane and in many ways as you want, but if they are asymptomatic and they don't have a fever and they don't have a cough and they're not congested, but they are contagious, you have no idea. The only way to stop it is to stop them from coming in the first place. Okay.
0: Uh, Senator, I've got to go here and let you go back to work, but real quick, is there anything people can do?
5: Practice good hygiene, like you always. No, no, no. Would. I mean to help
0: you to help you get the air travel to stop.
5: Um, email, call your senator and congressman, ask them uh, to advocate with the administration that we need to take a, a temporary tar- targeted pause on all commercial travel Great. between the United States and China.
0: Thank you very much. I Appreciate it, Senator Tom Thanks, Cotton. Man. You bet. All right. You know, it's it's it's. I think this is maybe a first to have a senator on. At this point, knowing what he's doing, and it's not the important thing to talk to him about. <laughs> I mean, think of that. That's not the important thing to talk about. Relief factor. If you don't want to live with severe pain, uh, you're not alone. I mean, it sucks. It absolutely sucks. And it can p- put you into a place to where you lose hope and you you just you get depressed And you're like, I can't live my life this way. And it damages your quality of life. You're no longer doing the things that you want to do. You know, just simple, simple things. Look, I have been there, and I understand. And I don't know if you can hear a difference in my voice. uh, But, you know, I've uh, had—the last 10 years have been hell for me. Eight years, nine years. been hell. And I've had good times and bad times. I feel better than I have felt since probably 2008. And it is because of relief factor relieffactor.com i want you to go to relieffactor.com and just try it get out of pain just try it 800-583-84 800-583-84 it's relieffactor.com 10 seconds station id So yesterday I did about a half-hour interview with uh, one of the guys who's with the WHO. He's a Harvard epidemiologist, and we had a very rational, calm conversation. Um, And uh, he was, you know, very, very, very—he made it very clear before we even went on the air. He says, like, I don't want to talk about, you know— ifs or rumors or anything else he said i want to stick to science and he just wrote to me and said thanks for the sciency conversation uh on this um so you can watch that if you're a blaze tv subscriber also i think we put the second half because i ran out of time the second half of the interview uh up on youtube it should be on my youtube or the blaze youtube page uh and watch that um but there's something wrong with this uh this whole story um because I have been watching pandemics for a very long time, and I've been warning about a pandemic, not because I'm a soothsayer or because of, you know, I'm a catastrophist, even though I am. Uh, it, it is true. Pandemics wipe out a lot of people. Um, okay. They. By the way, I'm just getting a note. That extra interview is not up yet, but it will be up soon. Um, pandemics wipe people Wipe people out. I mean, in 1918, the Spanish flu, uh, which this appears to be as bad and possibly worse, wiped out a third of the people who got it. 500 million people. The estimates are that with travel and everything that we have today, millions, millions upon millions of people would have died. Many more will die this time around because of travel. That pandemic in 1918 killed more than all of the people killed in World War 1 and World War 2. That's how bad it was. And they've been telling us for a while one of these pandemics one of these uh, pandemics are going to happen again and it's going to be a flu and it's going to come from it's going to jump from an animal. This one apparently jumped from a bat. We'll have never have seen it before, we'll have no defense against it. You'll have no immunity against it because it's brand new and it's from the animals. Uh, and it will spread quickly, which this one does. This is more virile than SARS or anything else we've seen. Um, it spreads. It has a, a long incubation period. It you show no symptoms when you're contagious. That's really dangerous. The mortality rate does seem to be on the lower side, if which is you good. believe China. Mm-hmm. If you believe China, but remember. China has the avian flu, which we know is really horrible. I mean, if you contract the avian flu, it's like a 50 or it's between a 40 and 60 percent death rate. All right. And we know about that. They don't they have outbreaks of avian flu and they don't put 75 million people in quarantine, no, I mean, look, this is going to spread fast, and it's going to kill way more people than SARS. Right, uh, because already, already of because it cases. spreads to so many more people.
4: SARS killed only 800, though worldwide. This one they're saying is about a, you know, it looks like it's about a ten, you know, ten percent, uh, uh, you know, uh, mortality rate is potentially possible. Which, if that's true, it's gonna, the numbers are going to be gigantic. But again, the
0: good thing is we. Are at least doing something about it now, yeah. uh, and we're aware of it. But I, you got to need to pay attention tomorrow. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to spend the day today trying to find an expert that really understands what you should have at home. Because there's a tragic story out of Wuhan today. Of things are in such chaos, the parents both both went to the hospital. They left their son, who's handicapped, at the house. They never came back. They found him seven days later dead. Uh I mean things get crazy in a pandemic, and you should just be prepared. Probably won't happen, but back. let's just be prepared. All right. The moment you receive that engine repair bill, it is the worst time to realize that it all could have been prevented, you know, and, and it would have been, it would have been good. The minute your warranty expired, all of this you knew was coming. Then, two weeks ago, that check engine light came on, and you ignored it. All right, so now what? Don't let that happen to you. All you have to do is get car shield and you wouldn't have to worry about it anymore. Car shield makes the process of fixing your car for a covered repair amazingly simple. Most people don't have a thousand dollars just to pull out of the bank in case of an emergency. Well, one chip on your car could cost you a thousand dollars. There's one chip my son in law had to have it replaced. He didn't have car shield. He had to come out of pocket three grand. That chip would have been it, it would have been covered so what do you do just get yourself covered carshield.com 1-800-CAR-6000 1-800-CAR-6000 and don't worry about that check engine light going off when you don't have a warranty anymore the ultimate coverage from carshield.com promo code beck and save carshield.com promo code beck
4: I'm doing lots of uh, interviews for the start of "Stu Does America it begins next week, my new show. By far the least uh, memorable and informative one was Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Subscribe to both wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Welcome to the Glenbeck Beck Program. Uh, it's Thursday. Big show for you tomorrow that you don't want to miss. And tonight at 5 o'clock, we're going to show you a sneak peek of a documentary on Clarence Thomas. I watched it last night. I have the, the filmmaker on with me tonight, and we're going to show clips of it. It is amazing. It's amazing to, to really learn about Clarence Thomas's life. Do you know why he, even, why he became uh, a lawyer? Why he w- wanted to go into law? Because his father was so frightened of police because they would stop him. You know, he lived in the South in the bad days. And uh, his father would be stopped and the police would say, you can't do that. You know, we're going to write you a ticket. And it was not true. Mm-hmm. He was always afraid of the law. And he said, There's, I'm not going to live this way. And I'm not going to let other people live this way. And so he got into it. I mean, he is a civil rights uh, giant. He lived it. And you just don't know any of that. You know, he's just kind of like, oh, yeah. Well, he's probably got his clan hood someplace. Right. And he's not. No. He is just a remarkable man. Can't wait to see this. Yeah. Five o'clock tonight. Uh, we have a sneak pre- uh, preview of that. Dave, I say, is a good friend of the program. Uh, I would hope, Dave, I could call you a friend of mine. Uh, we've gotten to know each other over the last uh, couple of years. He is the yeah. founder and president of StoryCorps, which is this great... Uh, A great thing that really only liberals know about because it's on NPR and uh, it's available for everybody. And we've been asking Dave to come and share some of these stories. And he's doing such a great service to the country on trying to bring people together. And if you don't mind me asking before we get into the story, you're doing something. I think it's in Birmingham uh, that I've been trying to go to. It's happening next week. Uh, And can you explain what that is, Dave?
7: Sure. Hi Glenn. It's Hi. it's great to be on again. Um, and yeah, you've been you've been a great friend to StoryCorps and to One Small Step. So we you know, we have StoryCorps is this massive project where people interview their grandparents or their parents and all the interviews go to the Library of Congress. We've done 600,000 uh, participants across America, really just celebrating the wisdom of humanity. And I came to you a couple years ago when I we came up with this crazy idea to kind of change StoryCorps a little bit for the times and put strangers together across the political divides into StoryCorps booths just to look each other in the face, not to talk about politics, just to remember that that person is a human being um, because of this kind of culture of contempt that we live in. And you've been an incredible uh, supporter and friend as we've tested this thing because our Hippocratic Oath, you know, is that we're not going to do any harm to anybody who comes to StoryCorps. We're a nonprofit public service. We're here to help people. We're here to help the country. And in fact, Uh, what happens in the booth is pretty remarkable. Yeah. As you know, it's hard to hate up close. So, um, we have an, we have an event, um, uh, next, uh, Friday night, February 7th in Birmingham. And I know that Birmingham is a strong town for, uh, for, uh, for your show, for Glenn Beck fans. Yeah. It's at the Alice Stevens Center and we, um, it's going to be, uh, a night of, uh, just everyday people coming together and, um, A night of hope and reconciliation and starting to chart a path forward for the country where it's liberals and conservatives together, not to talk about politics, but just to remember our shared humanity.
0: I will tell you, Um, Dave, I'm still trying to get there. I know I know my office, but I'm still trying to get there because I so believe in what you're doing. You know, there's a lot of people that on both sides that say, you know, I want to bring people, but they don't. They really don't. Um, They they still want their agenda. And the one thing I've learned about you, Dave, that um, uh, impresses me from the first day until today, I have never seen you do anything that would violate the spirit of what you've talked about with me privately. And that is Glenn, we really don't care. I mean, it, it, it doesn't matter our political backgrounds. We have got to come back together. And I think there's a lot of people that feel that way.
7: I, I think there there I think there are two. And I mean when we first met and it was just a couple of years ago, things were better than they are now. Yeah. Which is hard to imagine, you know, yeah. and and I think that we're looking at an extinction level threat to our country and I know you feel that way as well, if we can't begin to see the humanity in people we disagree with. I mean you have no one has ever changed someone's mind by calling them a moron or an idiot or what or a nazi or whatever it is we just drive ourselves further into our corners and that's not what this country is and i think i i mean it's just time to say enough it's enough <laughs> you know um and we're so we're offering um uh, uh because you ha- you were one of the first partners on this project we're offering it's going to be it's going to be an amazing night we're going to have people actually from some of the stories that we're playing today um on the show um but the first 50 glenn beck listeners who go who write uh one small step at StoryCorps, which is s t o r y c o r p s dot org, will get complimentary tickets to the event. Again, it's at the Alice Stevens Center. Um, Jimmy Hall, and the Southern Cultural Revival will be playing. It's going to
0: be. It's just going to be an. It's
7: it's it's a missionary work kind of night. Yeah. It's going to be an amazing night. And and there's and, no politics. There's no
0: politics it, involved, right? That's right. Okay, and uh, and if you. If you want to make a difference and you're not the kind of person that's like, I'm going to go to this and I'm going to wear my Trump hat, uh, don't, please don't, please don't do that. The, the, and and the left is being told the same thing. And it's not the left. It's just Americans, both left and right. Uh, you know, Democrat, Republican, independent, every, independent, everybody is trying to come together. This is a room full of people. And it's a, you know, kind of, as Dave says, one small step, one one night where everybody's just gonna celebrate uh, you know what we really are supposed to be and find roads to each other. And Birmingham is one of the first places to do it. I'm trying to be there. I can't make any promises, but I really want to be there. Um, and I would love for you to join if you are anywhere in that area, please just uh, write to one small step at uh, com. Or is it .org? .org. 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 okay yeah.
7: And again, this is this is a charged event, but uh, Glenn Beck listeners, uh, the first 50 can come in complimentary. You know, as you were talking, it was reminding me of um, the story about, about Lincoln, which I don't think is all that well-known. But in the Civil War, um, Lincoln was giving a speech, and he started talking about Southerners as fellow human beings who are dead wrong. Uh, and somebody in the audience, a woman in the audience, said – you know how can you how can you just call them human beings they are animals they have to be destroyed and mm. lincoln said don't i destroy my enemies when i make them my friends right mm. so um i mean every every bit of knowledge everything we know about how humans uh have have evolved and interacted with each other speak to the danger of of seeing people as less than human which is what we're doing i mean when we start using you know terms when when we start thinking of our of our fellow um, Americans as somehow less than human. Mm-hmm. you know you know what happened in Rwanda. Mm-hmm. You know what happened in Nazi Germany you Man, know what fast slavery. we can't we cannot do this right. um, so so it's time and I'm very grateful to you for being at the forefront of this.
0: Uh, so we have only about two minutes. I don't even know if we have time. Can we play the uh, the Julio uh, Diaz uh, sure. segment? How long is that Sarah, do we have time? Okay, so we have time. it's a couple of minutes. listen to this. this is StoryCorps.
3: So I get off the train. You know, I'm walking towards the stairs, and this young teenager uh, pulls out a knife. He wants my money, so I just gave him my wallet and told him, here you go. He starts to leave, and as he's walking away, I'm like, hey, wait a minute. He forgot something. If you're going to be robbing people for the rest of the night, you might as well take my coat to keep you warm. So, you know, he's looking at me like, what's going on here, you know? And he asked me, well, why are you doing this? And I'm like, well don't oh, know, man, if you're willing to risk your freedom for a few dollars, then I guess you must really need the money. I mean, all I wanted to do was go get dinner, and uh, if you really want to join me, hey, you're more than welcome. So I'm like, look, you can follow me if you want. You know, I just felt maybe he really needs help. So, you know, we go into the diner where I normally eat. We sit down in the booth, and the manager comes by, the dishwashers come by, the waiters come by to say hi, you know. So the kid was like, man, but you know everybody here. Do you own this place? I'm like, no, I I just eat here a lot. He's like, but you're even nice to the dishwasher. I'm like, well, haven't you been taught you should be nice to everybody? So he's like, yeah, but I didn't think people actually behave that way. So I just asked him in the end. I'm like, you know, what is it that you want out of life? He just had almost a sad face. Either he couldn't answer me or he didn't want to. The bill came and I look at him and I'm like, look, uh, I guess you're going to have to pay for this bill because you have my money and I can't pay for this, so (laughs) if you give me my wallet back, I'll gladly treat you. He didn't even think about it. He's like, yeah, okay, here you go. So I got my wallet back, and I gave gave him $20 for it. I figure uh, maybe it'll help him. I don't know. And when I gave him the $20, I asked him to give me something in return, which was his knife, and he gave it to me you know it's funny because when I told my mom about what happened you know no mom wants to hear this but with her she was like well you know you're the type of kid that always someone asked you for the time you gave them your watch I don't know I figure you know you treat people right you ho- you can only hope that they treat you right it's as simple as it gets in this complicated world what
0: mm. a great story what a great story I mean and, if and it's it, it...
7: real and it's, it's true <laughs> yeah it's and true. This guy's a social worker in the Bronx. This is who we are. This is America.
0: It is. And it goes back to our basic principles. I don't care if you learned it from, from you know, Gandhi or Jesus or whoever. It doesn't matter. I mean, him actually—that's what Jesus said. Somebody wants this. Give him your coat. Give him your, give him your shirt. And that's what happens when we behave the way we're supposed to behave. Thank you so much, Dave. Thanks, Glenn. Take Thank care. You. Talk to you soon. You bet.
4: Oh, I meant to get him a Nancy Pelosi sucks pen com. <laughs> I felt like I was, that's how people See, are coming together not, on this. You know, this is not that's bringing both sides together because yes. both sides realize that Nancy Pelosi sucks. Uh,
3: yes.
0: <laughs> right. I don't know Am how I? to do this. I really don't. <laughs> I mean, because inside both creatures live the one that has the Nancy Pelosi sucks pen <laughs> and the one who really believes that what Julio just did is the answer.
4: But I think those things are separate. Right. I mean, Nancy Pelosi sucks not because of of she's a person, she's a person. It's because her ideas are terrible. Yeah. And then and, and she's not, you know, her dishonesty is a problem. Yes. Um, and, you know, so I think I think those things can can live together.
0: I mean, I, as long as the one with the pen doesn't stab the one that's giving away the coat to death inside of me. No, I think it's all right. <laughs> the way this story really turned out is Julio had an Nancy Pelosi sucks pen <laughs> in his pocket of his coat. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's the crazy thing. Listen into that. I can't tell you how many people have come and they are they're not part of our audience to say the least, and they will come and they will spend time and they're like, everybody is so nice here. Everybody yeah. is yes, because that's the way you're supposed to be. And you've been taught that we're all monsters. And we're not. We get along with people. We can live side by side. We don't We don't hate like that. Yeah, it's happened over and over on the left now. Because they,
4: when people, I mean, t- uh, was, it was Marianne Williamson who did it off yeah. camera during the, yeah. the election even. Uh, and I think I, you have to imagine Tulsi Gabbard, who you're going to be speaking with soon. Bridget Phenasy, a, Dave Rubin. Yeah.
0: David Rubin is a good friend. Not a few years ago. He's a good friend. He works the Blaze now. Mm-hmm. I mean, we 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 syndicate his show. It's incredible. Just be cool. All right. When the police, you know, when the police come, uh, they might be too late if somebody was actually robbing your house because most police they take the nine one one call and they put it to the bottom of the list if it's a nine one one from the uh, from a burglar alarm because burglar alarms trip all the time so it's at the last thing hey well, by the way uh, the one's going off so you might want to check that out well not with simply safe simply safe uses real video evidence they give uh, police an eyewitness account of what's going on so when the burglar alarm is tripped, Simply Safe looks at the cameras and goes, Yep, look at the guy getting into the window. We've got the outside camera right there. It's seeing that he's breaking into the back window. They call police. They say, We're Simply Safe. We have video verification. Somebody is trying to break into the house. They dispatch, instead of 43 minutes average response time, it is seven minutes response time. This is real security that basically only big companies used to be able to have. Now you can have it for fifty cents a day, and there's no contract, so you can cancel it any time. And you own the system. Right now, if you go and you get your system from Simply Safe, you'll get a free Simply Safe security camera. Normally, a hundred bucks. Order today, you get it free. It'll help you capture crucial evidence for the police, and they'll get there three hundred and fifty percent faster. It's simplysafebeck.com. Go there now. Simplysafebeck.com.
1: This is the Glenn Beck Program.
0: Welcome to the uh, program. You know, we all know who we are. Unfortunately, we are being used uh, by the media. We're being played by the media. uh, And we are being played by politicians that want their control. And it's hard because when you look at your neighbor and they disagree, it is so hard to say, you know, to not say, you suck and you're killing the country. But it's not, our neighbors are not the media and they're not those in Washington. Most of our neighbors, most of our neighbors, not all of them, uh, are reasonable and they want to get along and they, they see this as really bad for the nation. Um, but it's, it's so hard to be nice to people um, because you're usually not treated nicely. Uh, And, you know, when you see things like this impeachment has been so divisive by the press, there's a new study out that shows the reports on impeachment from mainstream media has been 100 percent negative on Donald Trump's side and 95 percent positive on Adam Schiff and the Democratic side. That's not possible.
4: No, it's ridiculous. It's not possible. The Republicans never make a good point. They never. Never. None of their good points could ever be highlighted. They're always, always the worst point. Alan Dershowitz, this left-wing guy that you've been praising for 40 years, couldn't make one decent point at all throughout the entire time. They never would
0: highlight that. So what's amazing, and I want to go into this tomorrow, what's amazing is other research shows that even Democrats are not buying into this. When when the New York Times endorsed um, uh, Elizabeth Warren, the New York Times readers, the ones who say, yes, I read the New York Times every day, their support for Joe Biden went up 5% after the endorsement. So mm-hmm. I don't know who they're even talking to anymore because even their own readers and their own uh, consumers don't value their opinion and don't seem to connect with their opinion in the real world. We'll have more on that tomorrow. Also, big news tonight, 8 o'clock, we have Carter Page on. He's just filed major litigation against the Democrats for what was done to him with the FISA courts. You'll hear all about it tonight, 8 p.m. Blaze subscribers only.
1: You're listening to...